Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. But not the wicked. They are like worthless chaff, scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly. For the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. New Living Translation Today's Psalm presents us with two differing ways we can choose to shape our lives, the way of the upright and virtuous, or the way of the unethical and depraved. The way of the right and just person leads to human flourishing and life, whereas the way of the wicked and unjust person leads to human degradation and death. Distinguishing between the righteous and the wicked is not always as easy as it looks. Only at the end of the age, when the day of judgment comes, will we know for certain the righteous and the wicked. The magisterial reformer, Martin Luther, contrasted these two ways with his Heidelberg Disputation of 1518. Luther called the way of the wicked a theology of glory, and described the way of the righteous as the theology of the cross. The cross of Christ, as expressed by Luther, is God's attack on human sin. Christ's death is central to Christianity, and one must embrace the cross and rely completely and totally upon Christ's finished work on the cross to handle human sin. Through being crucified with Christ, we find the way to human flourishing in life. In other words, righteousness is gained by grace through faith in Christ. Conversely, the theology of glory is the opposing way of the cross. For Luther, the wicked person, and the vilest offender of God, is not the person who has done all kinds of outward sinning and heinous acts. The worst of sinners do good works. Specifically, the wicked person is the one who does all kinds of nice things, yet does them disconnected from God by wanting others to see their good actions. Another way of putting this, the wicked person is one who seeks to gain glory for self, rather than giving glory to God. Our good works can be the greatest hindrance to righteousness. It is far too easy to place faith in our good works done apart from God, rather than having a naked trust in Christ alone. And it is far too easy to do good things for the primary purpose of having others observe our goodness, rather than do them out of the good soil of being planted in God's Word. The remedy for sin is the cross, and the sinner is one who lives apart from that cross, trusting in self so that people can recognize and give them their perceived due respect and accolades. Greater than it is impossible for a person not to be puffed by his good works unless he has first been deflated and destroyed by suffering and evil until he knows that he is worthless and that his works are not his but God's. Greater than. Greater than Martin Luther. We are not to avoid good works but do them from the good soil of being planted in the law of God and connected to the vine of Christ. When the psalmist uses the term law he is referring to scripture as a whole, to all the acquired wisdom about how life is supposed to be lived in God's big world. The righteous are those who immerse themselves in the law, secretly rise early to meditate on God's Word, privately pour over Scripture's message and pray to put it into practice because they want to delight in God. Their fruit will be abundant and sweet. The wicked, however, are simply too busy to take note what the law says, only serve to be seen, and publicly desire to be recognized for their charity and works. Such works will not stand when Judgment Day comes. You're nothing but show-offs. You're like tombs that have been whitewashed. On the outside they are beautiful, but inside they are full of bones and filth. Matthew 23:27-7. Truly righteous people have a humble sense that they could easily drift from God, if not staying connected and rooted in Jesus and the way of the cross. The wicked, in contrast, are like chaff, worthless, and not adding value to anything. They are arrogant and annoying, wanting all the attention that God rightly deserves. The wicked have nothing to contribute to God's kingdom. 
they hinder the harvest of souls God is working toward with their irritating attitudes. Generosity marks the righteous because God is generous. Grace defines the righteous because God is gracious. Gentleness is the way of the righteous because Christ is gentle. Spiritual prosperity is the result of a righteous relationship cultivated with Jesus Christ. The Lord watches over the way of such persons. The way of the wicked will perish. We have 16 prophetic books in the Old Testament, all given to a single message, judgment is coming because of wickedness. And the wicked turn out to be God's covenant people, because they selectively did their good works to gain glory for themselves. They withheld the good they could have done because it did not add any value to their reputation or their personal goals. God desires genuine spiritual growth for us. That will only happen if we avoid the theology of glory and embrace the theology of the cross, delighting in God and the law. Every day, we have a choice to make, the way of connection and life, or the way of disconnection and death. Look here. Today I've set before you, life and what's good versus death and what's wrong. If you obey the Lord your God's commandments that I'm commanding you right now by loving the Lord your God, by walking in His ways, and by keeping His commandments, His regulations, and His case laws, then you will live and thrive, and the Lord your God will bless you. But if your heart turns away and you refuse to listen, and so are misled, worshipping other gods and serving them, I'm telling you right now that you will definitely die. I have set life and death, blessing and curse before you. Now choose life, so that you and your descendants will live, by loving the Lord your God, by obeying His voice, and by clinging to Him. That's how you will survive and live long. Deuteronomy 30 15-20, Seb. The idols of our hearts can so easily draw us away from God so that our own good works are done for an audience who will recognize and affirm. Instead, our daily choice must be to love God supremely and give God glory for everything good in our lives. What will you choose this day?